Hello and welcome to episode number 74 of the Web 2.0 Show. I am Adam Stachowiak and we are talking to Neil Patel today. He is the Director of Marketing at Kissmetrics. Go to kissmetrics.com to learn more. Neil will also be giving a talk at the Web 2.0 Expo in San Francisco here May 3rd through May 6th. His talk is called Tracking People and Not Just Numbers. Thanks also to the Web 2.0 Expo for sponsoring this podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by StoreEnvy.com. StoreEnvy is the social online store and shopping community. On one side, there are a series of online stores run by independent sellers, you know, the little guys. Uh, stores are fully customizable. They got a feature-rich admin panel, and they're completely free. I mean free. When they when people check out, you don't pay a commission back to StoreEnvy whatsoever. They don't take any of your money whatsoever. The money is all yours. On the other side, StoreEnvy is a network of shoppers who can shop across all the independent sellers inside of StoreEnvy at one they can interact with each other. They can watch what notes you leave, you know, what ratings you leave on products. It's kind of like being able to watch your friends and your style icons in real time as they, you know, shop. It's pretty cool. So you can actually see what they watch, what they pick up, what they buy. It's really a wild experience. In addition to that, they also do very, very cool award-winning T-shirt and merchandise printing. Go to StormV.com right now to learn more. Also want to thank Grasshopper for sponsoring the show. We do this very cool thing called Pitch the Show. Go to web20show.com forward slash pitch to learn more or call one web 20 show and give us your best 90-second pitch for a chance to come on the show. Look forward to hearing from you. If you're not following me and you're not following the show, go to twitter.com right now and follow Adam S-T-A-C. That's Adam Stack. And follow web20show. That's the web 20 show. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm here with Neil Patel. Neil is a serial entrepreneur, a blogger, as well as an investor, and he is going to be speaking at the Web 2.0 Expo coming up soon, May 3rd through May 6th at uh, San Francisco. And uh, I just want to go ahead and introduce Neil. Neil, why don't you tell the world who you are and what you do is that they don't already know. Sure. Um, and yeah, first off, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, my name is Neil. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. And... I, I love building SaaS-based businesses. So my first one was Crazy Egg. I still uh, own it. I was a co-founder, and then me and my founder of that company, we started dabbling in a new analytics company called Kissmetrics. Um, but yeah, I, I just love the entrepreneurial world. I love the people in the industry, and it's fun and exciting. You have a blog called Quick Sprout, and um, what? How how long has that been online, and what got you started doing the blog? So a few years. I think it's been around for almost three, or maybe it has hit the three-year mark. And I just started blogging there because I just love talking about entrepreneurship, and I just love educating other entrepreneurs, right? And at the same time, not only am I educating, but I'm also learning. Because no matter if you've been an entrepreneur for a year or uh 20, 30 years, you can always learn something new. And I've been learning quite a bit from some of the new and up-and-coming entrepreneurs as well as from some of the experienced entrepreneurs. So, On your blog's about page, it, it says your number one goal with the blog is to share what you've learned so that others can have a better life than you. What, what, did you, what were you thinking when you wrote that, that piece of your about page and, and why? Yes, so I want people to succeed. And I've done all right. You know, I'm not the most successful entrepreneur by any means. But 
you know, just like most entrepreneurs, I've struggled. I've been through the ups and downs, and I'm hoping that by educating and telling people what I've done and the mistakes I've made, hopefully they won't screw up in the areas I screwed up in. And I'm hoping that increases their odds of succeeding. What uh, what's the plan for the blog? Like, where do you where do you want to take it from? What is the plan for a blog? I see you have your answer section. Is it the and you also have a pro version of it. What is it to run a blog like you have? Sure. So I don't know uh, if there's an end game or solution or anything like that. I just blog because I enjoy it. So it's like, you know how some people have different stress relievers? Uh, for me, one of mine is ironing. I can sit in front of the TV and iron for three, four hours and I actually enjoy it, although it sounds weird. And like ironing clothes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and that's, why you're, that's why your clothes are always so clean pressed. Not always, but sometimes. <laughs> okay. right, like right now, my T-shirt's wrinkly. But uh, yeah, and same with blogging. Blogging is a good, great stress reliever for me. I don't know what it is, but just writing and sitting there in front of a computer and typing away for a few hours, you know, relieves a lot of my stress. So, and I, I'm usually not that uh, much of a stress case, but I just enjoy it. Uh, if I don't make money, that's fine. Uh, I probably lose more money on my blog uh, than anything else. As in, if you you know, calculate how much time I put into it as well as the cost of running the blog. Uh, I'm losing quite a bit every month. So it'd be funny to see a, a study on that and, you know, with somebody who can measure their per hour rate versus the time they invest in their blog. And, but I guess you also have to consider, you know, things that aren't really tangible like money, you know, whenever you forge relationships and connect with an entrepreneur or who you actually touch and how you help them uh, change their lives. It's, it's sort of immeasurable, actually, if, if you ask me. Yeah, it, it's definitely worth it. Uh, I would say my blog probably costs more than ten grand a year to run, um, but overall, I still think it's worth it. Like I just enjoy it. Um, you know, whether I make money from it or not, that's not the purpose. I felt that when I first started in the whole entrepreneurial world, a lot of people helped me out, and they didn't ask for anything, or they didn't ask for favors, or they're like, "Oh, it'll come around." They didn't think of anything like that. And right now, I just want to, you know, repay it back and help other people. Just like when I started out, people were willing to help me, even though a lot of my questions were dumb, stupid, and even my ideas didn't make sense. But people still took the time to help me out. Right. And so you've got, uh, well, you've got quite a few things on your plate. You've got Kiss Insights that's uh, just come out. You've got uh, another sort of subtract product that I haven't really heard of, but just a few times, which is the product planner. You've got your uh, probably older uh, startup, which is Crazy Egg, and then you got Kissmetrics. What is uh, what is all that to you, and how does it consume your day? Sure. So, starting with Crazy Egg, it was a company me and my business partner founded four or five years ago. We don't really put too much time and effort into Crazy Egg. Uh, pretty much none at all. It's you know, there's three people there, and they run the operations. And you know, if they have any questions, they ask us, but we're really not involved. Um, it's a simple product. It doesn't need tons of modifications. It just needs maintenance, right? Uh, Kissmetrics is, came out of Crazy Egg. Um, they're not the same company. It's, they're totally separate entities, but the idea behind Crazy, uh, Kissmetrics came out of that company. And, you know, my day pretty much is, you know, networking, getting on phone calls, and dealing with things that are Kissmetrics related. So I spend probably 90% of my time doing things like that. And uh, Product Planner isn't really something we're planning on launching or making money. It was just something quick and easy that we got out there for the team. So when you have a new company, it's a great, you know, some, a great way to get your team to gel together is to, uh, you know, like get them to do a product, right? And Product Planner was something that was quick and easy, and we felt that we can do it without, um, you know, taking a lot of time. So 
So uh, the the thing that strikes me with Kissmetrics is that uh, there's just a homepage, and I haven't been granted access to check it out, and I don't know any, anybody who actually uses it. But what what kind of de- details can you share about uh, about what Kissmetrics is and what it does? Kissmetrics, in simplistic form, is it helps you track your conversions, right? Think of it as a funnel. Now, the issue with Google Analytics, Omniture, uh, Web Trends, and a lot of these other analytical solutions are they do so many things that they can't necessarily focus on one thing and do it really, really well. Our goal from Chris Metrics is to help people track the conversions and do it really well. So, a few things about the product. One is, you know, focus on conversions. So, we're not necessarily looking for bloggers or people who are just uh, trying to track their visitors because places or solutions like Google Analytics already do a great job for that. Uh, two, we feel that a lot of analytics solutions have a lot of data, and it's really complicated. Like you don't know where to go, which button to click on, or any of that kind of stuff. So our goal is to make a really simple solution. There's only a one-page report. There isn't, you know, five pages or anything like that. And we're hoping there never will be. Um, three, we help you track people. So there's the issue of, you know, uh, Fred Wilson did a post maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago or two months. And it talks about how he has so many different computers on his uh, in his home, like he even has a computer in his kitchen, right? It's like, all right, a lot of analytics solutions will start counting that as two, three, four users when technically it's actually the same user. So we really try to help drill down and help you track the person instead of tracking, hey, here's how many visitors are coming to your site. Because at the end of the day, it's the people that are buying your products or services. And that kind of ties into what you're going to be talking about at the Web 2.0 Expo, where it's uh, it's really about the person behind the metric and and what's going on there. Can you talk about any de- details about your talk that you're gonna you're gonna give there? Sure. So uh, I don't want to give too much away because I want people to attend it. And if you haven't, <laughs> of course, ticket, hopefully you'll buy your ticket to the Web 2.0 Expo. It doesn't matter if you see my session or not. But there's a ton of great sessions and a ton of great people to meet there. But uh, yeah, so some of the things you know, we'll I'll be going into how to track people. Uh, you know, breaking down the importance of it and, you know, breaking down some stats on, uh, you know, the difference between tracking people versus tracking visitors and what it can do for your business if you actually try to drill down on the individual level. So And so, so by, uh, by nature, you're just, uh, you're just a, a kind of statistics and metrics kind of guy. What, what got you um, involved in that and what kind of gets you excited about metrics-based decision-making? I've always been a numbers guy, right? So I, I, a good portion of my day, all I do is think about how do I can grow my company and how to make more money. Uh, I, I break things down, and it's just my personality type. Uh, I'm kind of an oddball in which I walk into a CVS pharmacy or a Bartell drugstore, you know, a Walgreens, and normal people, they go up to the counter, they pay for their item, and they walk out. I'm usually one of those guys where I go up to the counter and I say, hey, you know, What's your average ticket price for uh, each customer, each each person that ends up coming by? And I'm like, oh, how many products are you selling a day? And I'm trying to calculate the revenue. They usually think I'm trying to rob them, um, or I'm planning to rob them. But I'm I'm usually trying to figure out, all right, is this business profitable? What's the estimated profit margin? How many employees are working here? Uh, what's their overhead and so forth and so on? But uh, yeah, it, it, it's I'm just a stats freak, and I don't know what it is, but I've always had that in me. So. And so when you explain KISS metrics too, I you know, because I'm a little elusive and, and naive about what it is and what it does because I haven't actually seen it before, but the the name seems kind of fitting now that I think about it, because KISS probably means keep it simple, stupid, right? Exactly. And that's exactly what you said that, you know, one one uh you know, 
one results form on how things are working, what's going on in terms of your conversions. Can you tell us about like the, I mean, was the name just blatantly simple to come up with or was there some real thought process behind the naming of the product and what it would do and, and that kind of stuff? So it was a while ago. Uh, I'm not too familiar with how we came up with the name. I know I didn't come up with it. Uh, someone else ended up uh, coming up with it on our team or maybe one of the investors. I think Dave McClure may have had something to do with it. He's also one of our investors. Um, but yeah, I'm not 100% sure where it came from. It's just we're all about simplicity. And what we've learned over time is some of the most successful web companies aren't successful because they're cool and they have all these features, but they're just dead simple to really use. I'm going to ask you a kind of uh, an unusual question, I suppose. You've got a slew of good names there for uh, either investors or people who are advisors to Kissmetrics. And I won't name a lot of the names on there. You know, I won't name Sean Ellis and I won't name Eric Reese and I won't name uh, Dave <laughs> McClure, as you'd mentioned there. But you know, having that kind of rock star team behind you, uh, and no discount to the other names. I just haven't heard of them. I'm sure they're you know fantastic people. But for someone who's building a product right now and someone who's seeking investing and, and that kind of thing, and you start getting into this world where you're not really speaking the language of let's say, um, you know, mass indication of of you know your A round or whatever. When you get get into those kinds of scenarios, when do you start pulling in advisors to your business, and how do you choose them? So we actually start pulling our advisors. Maybe other than Dave, I think Dave was our first advisor after we started raising our A round. So most of them came after we raised our money from True Ventures and a few angels in the Bay Area. Um, but we pulled them in based on value that we saw, right? How can they actually make our business grow? What can they provide us? And is there something we can provide them? And it, it, there's no real easy way to pick them. Just the goal is it's not about quantity. It's not about names, right? Like, you know, some of ours are well-known and they're great guys. Everyone on theirs, you know, has been very helpful. Uh, more so we picked our advisors based on what they can do for our company. And that's it, right? It, it didn't matter if they're well-known in the circuit or if they weren't well-known. At the end of the day, all that mattered is, hey, how can they help our business grow and how can they help us be, uh, become more successful? Is that something that's uh, that you're directly involved in with, like choosing advisors and and having them uh, appear and and help you out? Uh, to be quite frank, my business partner did most of the advising type of things, so he deals with a lot of the day to day stuff, like dealing with uh, the product and trying to make it better and improve upon it. Uh, my job, you know, largely is I do a lot of the business aspects as well as uh, sales and marketing. So I'm a numbers guy. My true passion is, is, all right, how can we take our company and make more money? Cool. Well, that's, well, that's a good role to have. And I guess it kind of leads into some of the things that you've done with and are doing with uh, Survey.io and Kiss Insights. Now, I'm a user of Survey.io, and I think it's a really cool thing. And that's something you teamed up with Sean Ellison. Can you tell us about the story of Survey.io and where that came from and, and sort of how it formed? Sure. So uh, that was a while ago, too. But yeah, it, it was taking some of Sean's stuff and putting it out there in an easy format so that way anyone can um, use the surveys and you know get feedback from their customers um, to do better customer development. And that was the core purpose behind Survey.io, right, was to help you with customer development. Um, and then we took that concept and we iterated on it. Uh, Sean helped us as well. And we came up with Kiss Insights in which, you know, actionable... Uh, data from your users. So think of it this way, right? And you can go to beta, B-E-T-A, dot kissinsights.com to sign up. 
Um, and it's pretty open. Anyone can just start right then and there. I don't think there's an approval process. And think of it this way, right? Let's say you have a product like Basecamp HQ or uh, even better, Google Analytics. So Google Analytics, one of the steps is signing up. So you put this JavaScript on your whole site, let's say if you're googleanalytics.com, uh, and what we'll end up doing is you log into Kiss Insights, and on our end, you can select the URLs you want, specific service to show up. So you can say, all right, here's the installation process. So after someone installs that script and they go to Google Analytics for verification, we can pop up a little question that says, how hard was it to install uh, the JavaScript on your site? And by getting feedback, you can understand, all right, we need to work on the installation process because, you know, a lot of people don't know how to do it or it's too complicated. Or it could be, well, hey, everyone knows how to do it and this is perfect. Um, another example is, let's say if you're viewing a report, we do this with Kiss Metrics, in which after you view a report, we actually pop up a question and say, hey, what did you learn from this report? So that actually helps us to figure out how actionable um, or how valuable our reports are and then we can modify it from there. So in essence, you're getting actionable insights right then and there from your customers instead of having them use your product, sending them a survey a week or two from now and getting their feedback, which isn't necessarily as accurate um, as you asking them on the fly when they're actually doing an action. Yeah, it seems like the, the idea of this direction is more uh, is a faster process to getting to you know actionable results, like you just said, because they're on that page for a reason right then and there, ask them then versus a week later. So the idea with Kiss Insights then is to deliver a single question to a targeted page? Uh, yes. So, so think of it this way, right? Um, you, you got that right. It's real-time customer feedback, and it's relevant feedback too, and it also saves companies a lot of time and money. So for example, uh, one of the um, team members of Crazy Egg, she took a Kiss Insights, she popped it on Crazy Egg, and in the dashboard for all the users who popped up or on the dashboard page, she asked them a question saying like, uh, hey, if we gave you a discount, would you be willing to pay uh, for a yearly option? And we had a really large portion say yes, um, which helps with things like lifetime value of your user and things like that. So before we even or before she even pulled the trigger on spending development time and resources on adding a yearly plan, she was like, all right, let's find get feedback from the customers to actually see if they want this. And we had enough people saying they wanted it and they would be willing to change from monthly to yearly. So we're going to end up rolling it out based on uh, the data we uh, collect from Kiss Insights. Yeah, I find it astounding how many people actually go out into the world developing their products with no insight whatsoever from their customer base or their potential customer base. And it seems like this is really a way to bridge the gap of the the people behind the scenes developing the product and asking the users real relevant questions on proper screens and getting some good answers that really help you have you know clear insight to what you want to do and and how valuable a certain feature is. Yeah, well, not only that, whether it's our product or User Voice or uh, SurveyMonkey, they're all good solutions. At the end of the day, you as an entrepreneur should be asking your customers questions because it'll save you time and money. The last thing you want to do is spend six months or a year developing this great product. And then once you launch it, having to be that no one really cares for it, right? If you just launch a minimal uh, product, get feedback from it, you can iterate and you can keep on iterating a lot quicker and get to a product that users are very happy with and are willing to pay for it. And since you're, since you're I guess, a, a friend of Eric Rees, how much do you subscribe to the whole lean startup methodology and how do you build that into your businesses now if you follow it? Uh, yeah, I follow it quite a bit. Uh, you know, 
if we didn't, we wouldn't have Eric as an advisor to Kissmetrics, right? So um, I'm a bit biased, but I love Eric to death, and his uh, knowledge and feedback has been very helpful in helping our team create a more um, you know product that customers love and helping us get things out there a lot quicker. So, so I'm curious, where are you biased? Uh, I'm just biased because you know he's involved in Kissmetrics. He's a advisor, so <laughs> of course I love him. Of course, of course, right? I mean, if you didn't, then well, you wouldn't have a place. Now, I had Eric. Uh, Eric was on um, two two episodes ago, and I had a blast talking with him. I actually met up with him uh, while I was at South by, and uh, even got a chance to have my pitch taken with him because he's, uh, you know, he's he's one of those. Uh, I was actually talking to uh, John Crawford. He runs Store Envy. He's a, a sponsor of this podcast, and he talked to me about this idea of this formalized startup world where you've got. Uh, the guys at Venture Hacks, you've guys got you, you got Grasshopper, you got what you're doing at Kissmetrics, you've got Eric Reese, you've got Dave McClure, and you've got all these different subset groups that sort of just formalized out of nowhere over the last six months, and they're all gaining traction. They're all sp- talking the same language, and I think it's just kind of wild how – have I just been elusive to all this happening, or has this really been going on for a while, and this is just brand new news to people like me? Uh, I, I think it's been going on for a while. I don't say it's random news, but it's starting to really catch fire and become hot. So I think that's why everyone's hearing about it now. Gotcha. And so what's, uh, what's on your radar? What's coming up very cool about you that uh, – what's, uh, I guess, what we call the super secret question? What's super secret about Neil and whatever you're doing that no one else knows that you have to announce right here today on the show? Uh, nothing really. It's, everything's pretty public about me. The thing I'm working on right now is I've been hammering on Kiss Insights uh, for a while and – uh, we're launching that in roughly a month and a half. So for me, you know, I'm literally spending majority of my day on Kiss Insights um, and trying to help get it out there and you know acquire customers and grow the business. So, and so since you mentioned that, what is the idea with Kiss Insights? Like I know what it does and and what the the position is here right now, but it's in beta. What's uh, what's left to be done to get it to a release standpoint? Sure. So right now we're working on uh, the monetization model so pricing and figuring out what we want to charge customers and after we do that we just got to work out some bugs and kinks um redesign the home page and a few other design changes and launch it so and right now is it uh, at least last time i tried i couldn't create a question maybe that's changed uh, since yeah. then. so you can create in our paid models you can create questions we do have that functionality we just got to end up rolling it out for uh, the paid users, right? So we're working on small things like that as well. So the functionality is built. It's just getting it out in a usable format. Uh, we're also trying to improve our first user experience when you sign up for Kiss Insights. So that way users are more satisfied with the products and it'll increase the likelihood of them uh, reusing it or paying for the product. So, yeah, I got to say, I'm real, a real big fan of what you're doing between Survey.io and the questions that asked. I think they're really good Good, really good questions for anyone like even me as a podcaster i put that form and people got a little discouraged by the word use you know would you be unhappy if you couldn't use the web 2.0 show anymore and people don't use the the show they read it or they listen to it so uh, i was wishing that some of the language could be changed a little bit but uh, you know ultimately i think the questions in survey io was you know on on point really on point and uh, was that uh, mostly a piece of sean ellis that that uh, he brought there that was questions he feels that they're really important to ask 
Uh, I'm not 100% sure on how we got all of those questions because I, I wasn't uh, working on that angle of it. Some of those questions uh, probably came from Sean. Some of them probably came from Cindy, our product manager. Um, and some came from users as well who requested questions. So, um, yeah, but I, I don't know exactly where each question came from. I just know we have a mixture. Um, but yeah, and I'm with you on the language as well. I've experienced some of the same things and a lot of those things will be solved in which, uh, with the paid plans as well as, you know, trying to do potential things like categorizing the questions. So here could be, you know, five or 10 questions great for bloggers. Here could be five or 10 questions for SaaS based businesses and so forth and so on. So. Well, since, uh, since Kiss Insights sort of came from where SurveyIO is, uh, where it came from, what, what did you learn transitioning from Survey.io to Kiss Insights and, and what got bled over into? Sure. So with Survey.io, it's, you know, Kiss Insights is technically Survey.io is, uh, and where we we're taking Survey.io. It's just we wanted a brand that related more with Kiss Metrics. So we did Kiss Insights and then that way people can tie into the companies more together versus, you know, saying, oh, here's Survey.io and here's Kissmetrics, at least with we're hoping with Kiss Insights and Kissmetrics, more people can draw the conclusion that they're part of the same company. Um, but when we were building the product, even with Kiss Insights, the design and everything you see was a Survey.io product. And we even had a Survey.io logo in there. Uh, but, you know, a month and a half or two months ago, we changed it over to Kiss Insights. So if I'm confused, I got to imagine other people are confused out there. What is the plan then? Is, it, is the plan to have a divided product and call it two different names or what's what's, uh, what's are, happening? are you talking about with server.io or are you talking about with kiss insights and kiss metrics exactly right because i'm confused because i'm a, a user of survey.io and i like what that is but then it seems like kiss insights is similar but yes, i'm not really so, sure where where why would use why would choose one or the other yeah so we'll be pushing more people server.io will stay where it is because it has some users but our goal is to push everyone to kiss insights and we will not doing we won't be doing a ton of branding and marketing around server.io right so so basically the, so basically, the existing the, feature set will be uh, will remain and you'll maintain that and it'll go on until no one uses it anymore Exactly. We may do something later on, but uh, it's less it's less likely. It's more so our core focus is going to be Kiss Insights and Kiss Metrics. And when someone visits our company, they'll see Kiss Metrics and Kiss Insights, and that's it, right? We're not going to be pushing Product Planner or Server.io or anything, but Kiss Insights and Kiss Metrics are two core products. So, very cool. Well, hey, Neil, I, I appreciate you taking the time to to come on the show today and talk to us about what you've been up to. I really appreciate all you've done with your blog, and I. You know, I can't thank you enough for putting out an awesome resource for uh, startups and entrepreneurs to look to and the things you're doing around metrics-based decision-making. It's, it's really a joy to see someone like you who has a pure passion for it and is doing it well. So I thank you for coming on the show. Cool. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Web 2.0 Show. Be sure to check out web2oshow.com for links in the show notes or to leave a comment on the show. Thanks for listening.